What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative and Projects. This is a special WC. W edition of For the Artists, okay? Women crushing wellness. And today's woman who is definitely crushing wellness, her name is Sasha Campbell Garbett. And let me tell y'all, okay, normally I tell you I'm excited, no, but I'm for real, for real, like excited down deep on the inside because I truly admire this woman. I met her a few years ago, like one time, and she just left an impression on my spirit. I follow her on social media. She still moves me to this day. But let me tell you about her bio real quick, okay? Because I could go on and on with my excitement for Sasha, okay? She is a creative, intuitive healer. That right there should tell you why I'm so in awe. <laughs> and she is a certified life coach. Her mission is to expand and elevate the human experience. Yes, she provides one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as coaching tools to support the men and women that she serves. She is the creator of What's Going On Man, a guided journal for men of color, which was created to help men free themselves, find themselves, for themselves first. I mean, Boom, drop the mic, Sasha. That 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 right there is just is heavy, but a good heavy. I just love everything that you exude and that you embody. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for remembering me. Thank you for the warm introduction. I am very pleased to be here. You read that so well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I'm just going to start off with this. I mean, how did you even get in this lane? Because this lane is serious in terms of wellness, wanting to elevate people in their human experience. Mm -hmm. Did you know that you wanted to do that for a long time? I think um, outside of people wanting to be doctors or lawyers or teachers, there's always this unknown that you're going to. I mean, even five, 10 years ago, I couldn't have named myself or titled myself uh, this thing. And quite frankly, even 10 years ago, I wasn't sure what it was. I just knew that I was here to serve. I was here to guide. I was here to help. And I was here to create. And at the end of the day, I knew it was, and here to heal. It was a... Um, like a stew and those were the ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. Once I turned the heat up on it, it kind of became what it does. It's like when you cook something, when you cook, you put the carrots, the bell peppers, the onions, and you put the heat on and it becomes what it becomes, whether it's a stew or a soup or, you know, whatever. And that's kind of how I feel happened, what happened to me, um, learning to stay open. And we could talk about that later. So, you know, as a youth, was very personable, very outgoing. Um, I did have a shy phase and it's funny, I reflect on that. Um, I've talked to my aunts and my uncles and my parents and they say, when you were little, you would be in the room quiet for hours and we'd have to come in and check on you. And you'd just be there playing with your dolls or just be sitting there. I said it was, I was rather peculiar in that sense. They said, I only cried for two reasons, when I was hungry and when I was wet. They said, other than that, I didn't cry. I just was, they said, just a big head and eyeballs just kind of wandering <laughs> around. And what I think is that I was, because I'm a thinker, mm -hmm. being a curse, right? I was a thinker. I was probably internalizing everything that I saw. And because I'm a natural uh, 
internalizer or empath or helper, side note, my name, Sasha, means helper of mankind. So I think that my mother knew in the womb Mm. what was going to happen. So being a natural helper, um, people were always drawn to, I don't want to say me, like it's just me, but mm, maybe drawn to my energy or something they knew about me that I didn't even know I knew about myself. Mm -hmm. So I even had like friends and people's parents and teachers talking to me at a young age about stuff. You know, I'm not, I really don't talk about this, but they would always talk about this. And here I am all eight, nine and 10, just like, okay. You know? (laughs) So as I got older, you know, I loved arts. So Mm -hmm. I was always in a play or a talent show or played musical instrument or dancing and going through that process. You realize what you're good at and what you're not. Mm -hmm. You can love something. That don't mean you're good at it. Right. (laughs) So whole nother story, but um, I'm grateful to my parents who allowed me to just kind of do all these things. And um, when I got to high school, um, really honed in on my, mm, I'm gonna say my speaking skills. I loved English. And even though I was good at math, English was my jam, writing. Um, and writing was the outlet. In elementary school, I actually started writing poetry. Um, never recited it, never recited poetry live, ever, ever, ever recorded uh, up until two years ago. So that's just mm. me continuously breaking out of myself. But love to write and that was an expressive it was a release for me it was a a dump for me um when i got to high school and and college realized that um i was really good communicator and um still wasn't sure what that meant i just knew people were drawn to me i like to help people and i can talk so as i go through life all these little bits and pieces were kind of coming together um in the mid 90s I was in college and artists like Erica Badu and Lauren Hill came out and really helped me get tapped into what it really means to be not just a girl going through life, but a woman and more importantly, a woman of color. They embraced their natural hair. Should they make, you know, them along with some friends that I had and even an uncle helped me consider detoxing and helped me think about the stuff I eat. Like you never think about that because what we eat and subsequently, what we think is a cultural conditioning. So it's not something that we always think about. So here I am in the midst of, you know, everything good, enjoying the food I eat. Not that I didn't enjoy it or enjoying how I look, but just um, allowing myself to go into a deeper space and um, into self-discovery, I guess. Like, wow, you know, I didn't grow up hearing about this stuff. And when you talk about detoxing your body and learning about your colon and learning about how it affects your eyesight, it just was mind-blowing for me and um in college i took a nutrition class and i just took it as an elective to satisfy a credit you know what i'm saying it wasn't like i was into nutrition but i was like here are your choices of this elective this is your major you know you got to take one of these classes mm-hmm. I said, eh, i'm gonna take uh nutrition mm-hmm. nutrition it was really the beginning of everything for me we watched a video on processing meat and it really threw me off. I did not know, you know, we, like I said, we're conditioned to do things. So we don't know the the backstory behind, you know, meat processing and slaughter. And this is me speaking. This is not me advocating for one lifestyle or another. I'm just talking about what 
sparked a change in me. Mm-hmm. And so from that day on, I didn't eat meat for five years. And of course, over the years, I ate meat, stopped eating meat, ate meat. Now I'm at the place where I have a diet that is has me conscientious of my environment and myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a balance of everything for me. And as we go along our journey, we will realize you don't have to be attached to a title or a thing. Our job is to be and being evolves. And that's the nature. If you see someone who's been doing the same thing all over a while, you will see a certain stagnation in their life. That's just, that's just nature. Cause nature is changing. You look outside, the temperature goes from 90 to 60. The trees <laughs> go from gray to brown. The soil goes from moist to dry. That's what we're supposed to do too, but I digress. So, um, went through dietary changes and just a wonderful, some wonderful years in my 20 of self-exploration. And then uh, in my mid twenties, you know, went to the doctor for a checkup and they're like, oh, you have uterine fibroids, which um, I had had heavy periods for a while, but unfortunately in women of color, we get used to having heavy cycles. We kind of just like, ah, oh, that's just what we have, you know? Mm-hmm. And we normalize discomfort and we normalize pain and we do that through a lot of areas in our life we normalize suffering we normalize lack we normalize you know all this confusion and those things are supposed to hold a small nugget in our life not to be normal but nonetheless when i got that diagnosis i was like okay now it's really time to take some stuff serious because they immediately wanted to do a hysterectomy and just take it out. And I'm like, whoa, I'm mid twenties. I haven't had any kids. I haven't been married at the time. Something in my spirit didn't sit right. Mm -hmm. And this is just my personal journey. And I said, okay, what does this mean for me? But I'm also a product of Southern California and wonderful late night and Mexican taco shop (laughs) pizza eaten. And truth be told, my life to a degree centered around the taco shop and, and other things that we were conditioned that you do. You're in your mid twenties. You you work during the week or you go to school in the week and in a weekend you eat, you drink, you party, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And for me being young and in that space I was, I'm like, I don't know how much I'm really willing to live a detox lifestyle in order to get rid of my fibroids. So mm-hmm. I just ignored them. I mean, mm-hmm. my energy was still good and it was not like I was falling apart or in pain except you know, when I was that time of the month and yeah, I girl, I just went on about my life as, as ignorant and cute as I wanted to be. And I lived and I lived. And then what happened was I met who was to be my husband and, um, we got together and, um, I became pregnant Woo-hoo. and then I miscarried. Oh no, that happened. And the first thing I did was go into blame mode. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have ignored what I was told at the time. It was probably like six years ago. I shouldn't have ignored it. And now this. So I went automatically into victim mode. And I think that's what we all do when we get news that is not to our liking, whether it's a diagnosis or a business deal gone wrong or a relationship fall, we blame ourselves. What did we do? Mm -hmm. And it's not really what we didn't do. It's what we didn't pay attention to. So it's not in the doing, it's in the not doing that makes us a little frustrated is what I realized later on. So got myself out of victim mode because I'm like, that's not going to change your situation. You need to take some ownership of your stuff Mm -hmm. and seek solution. And 
part of for me seeking solution was to ask for help. And that's not something that I was um, conditioned to do. And I think as a black woman and woman of color, we bear the independent woman syndrome strong. I got my own this, I got my own that, I got my own this. And because of that, I don't need any help. Mm -hmm. But understanding that we are part of a collective ecosystem, we are our own ecosystem. And then we are surrounded by people who are our external ecosystem. And then we are connected to the ultimate ecosystem. It is our job to ask for help or it is our duty that when you need help to ask for help, a closed mouth don't get fed. Mm -hmm. So I turned to some of my girlfriends and that I knew had been on their own journeys, put me in the hands of an amazing doctor. And she was an MD medical doctor and an ND naturopathic doctor. So she had two of these um, schools of, of thought and understanding, mm -hmm. which is good when you are ministering because medicine and doctoring and whatever it is, is a ministry. Mm -hmm. When you are ministering to people, it's, un it's beneficial to speak different languages, right? It's beneficial to speak if you're going to be uh, in business to speak more than one language, right? So it was beautiful and it made me more receptive to have an MD who was with traditional Western science and an ND who was more in natural science because nature and God, we are one. So that got my attention. And she had said to me, she, you know, she did an exam and said, okay, yeah, there's no baby in there. I'm like, okay, what next? And she said, you know, I want to suggest that you do some detoxing. And, you know, we talked about that. And um, then she said something that really blew me away. She said, have you forgiven yourself for all of the past experiences you went through, particularly with men that did not go in your favor? Mm. It's like, excuse me, like, I've never heard that type of talk before. And I went from looking at her like this to like breaking down crying. Mm. I knew she touched my soul. Mm -hmm. And as humans in general, especially now, this was shucks, 11 years ago, things have even changed so much then. Mm -hmm. We're not taught to slow down. We're not taught to process anything. We are not taught to question and seek counsel in something that might not be pleasing or to question that which we think we know. So she put me in a very empowering position that I was able to do some research. And she just told me, you know, start journaling, start, you know, praying and meditating. I was like, okay, I had nothing to lose. And we tend to pay attention when we feel we don't have nothing to lose. I don't know why humans are hardwired that way. <laughs> we got to wait till we get to the rock bottom, but the rocks have their purpose too, right? Yes. <laughs> so here I am, me and the rocks and rock bottom, and I'm starting to just question and go through my relationships and then realizing from 16, when you start having your boyfriend, for me, when I start having my boyfriend, to 26, there was no a recollection of things, right? You just date, you break up, you date, you break up, you date, you break up, or that was my experience. Mm -hmm. You might have a, a break of a couple months and then you justify the break. Well, girl, I don't need, I'm just, as opposed to just being, we're always justifying the doing. So I was able to kind of sit and reflect on all that type of stuff. And in that process, journaling and really tapping into myself and where I'm at and like, wow, here I am at the time, you know, early 
um, to mid thirties, like, you know, you, you need to start to create a new normal. And I did, and I started to write and journal and detox. And during this detox, I didn't eat meat. I didn't eat processed food. I just ate literally fruits and vegetables and juice and water, maybe a soup or stew here. And to be a young woman, even though I wasn't single, you worried about your looks. And I had dropped so much weight. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of weight on me as it is. Mm -hmm. And I had dropped a lot of weight because I wasn't eating a lot of the fatty or processed foods because fat is not a bad thing. I don't want to speak that language. I was eating a lot of processed, not processed foods. And I got skinny, girl. I was already wearing a three and the threes were baggy. So, you know, I had a moment of self-consciousness as I'm detoxing and cleansing what I thought was just my body, but I was clearing, cleansing my whole, my spirit, my energy, all my organs and its channels. You know, we don't understand that we are our own universes, which are part of the macrocosm of the universe. So it was like me cleaning house mm. because when you're not um, encumbered by a lot of toxic food, you get to really examine your thoughts because so much of what we think is based on a need. I'm hungry. I need money. I need a relationship. We don't know how to think outside of that. Mm -hmm. So when you're taking away the food that drives those thoughts and you just kind of left to sit with yourself, mm, that's where bravery kicks in. The thoughts that you have even up to this day, because healing, detoxing, checking in is a everyday process. And the body, one of my coaches said, the body keeps score. So when you get a diagnosis for stuff, it's really you staring at the report card of the things that you have believed about yourself. Because just as I know people who eat crappy and they live to be 100, I know people who live healthy and died at 35. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the food. It's the beliefs mm -hmm. that are permeating your existence, the thoughts that you have when you're asleep will always supersede the food that you eat when you're awake. You can't out eat your thoughts. <laughs> so being able to sit in this space and waking up like feeling like I didn't sleep because my mind is going, 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 going. Truth be told, I still work on that. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real. Even in my field, I'm still and always a work in progress. But to have that realization there and to just kind of be gentle with myself along that journey and really embracing who I am. Part of my dis-ease was not fully embodying who I am. And I think that's part of the human collective that we hold back. We hold back a lot of our divinity to keep everybody else comfortable in mediocrity. And that causes diseases in itself because that creates blocks. That creates blocks when you're not being full out who or what you are and sometimes being full out who or what you are changes and that's okay but as i was going through this journey of just loving on myself tapping in with myself this allowed me to learn different ways to eat and how to prepare food for myself outside of throwing something in the fryer or the microwave or you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and going through that process the journey didn't the journey went from me fixing myself because i couldn't hold a child to me learning myself so I can hold all that I am. Mm -hmm. And along that journey, I had to go back to the doctor to get checked. And the doctors are like, what's going on? We don't see no fibroids, what, what? They call them the specials, they looking, whoop, whoop, whoop. They couldn't find nothing. 
<laughs> and there was a part of me that was like, but of course you didn't find him. <laughs> you know, I was like, you ain't like, go, go get one of them little cameras again and check up in there and make sure. <laughs> and then as a result of that, without trying, and when I say without trying, obviously I was trying, but without trying, I became pregnant, <laughs> you know, again, and had a wonderful, healthy pregnancy. Saying all this to say my journey into where I am now started from my own pain and my own ignorance. So if there's one thing I could tell people right now is your pain has something for you and so does your ignorance. And it doesn't mean you're supposed to stay there forever, but you are supposed to be aware of when that thing is coming up before something major like fibroids or another diagnosis or rock bottom gets your attention. Our job is to be aware of our discomfort so it can bring us to a place of comfort. Our job is to be aware and to recognize our disease so it can bring us to a place of ease. But we often can't find that one without having that thing to get our attention. Because for whatever reason, humans are hardwired that way. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out, but that's just how we are. Some, so try not to make things too hard for us, right? But mm -hmm. when the going get tough is when we have to ask ourselves those tough questions. And when you do and really um, don't beat yourself up for the things that you've done, but learn from it as well. that's why stuff is, comes up, then you get to see beyond the veil, what's really there, what you're supposed to, to be. So after I had that experience, had my daughter came, um, moved back home and said, my family moved, we moved states. And then um, it's like, well, you know, I had lost a lot of weight. I gained a lot of weight with my pregnancy. People thought, Sure, I was carrying twins and I gained a lot of weight. I'm over 60 pounds and I released it too. And I was like, I'm going to be a personal trainer. That's how I'm going to help people. Mm -hmm. And I got into that, went through program, personal training and realized that it focused so much on the eating and not the habits that created the eating. Mm -hmm. And that become, that became exhausting because I, I client, I'm not going to call her name, bless her heart. <laughs> she would be good and we'd be working out and be good. And then she would have a binge of margaritas. That was her thing. <laughs> While we, you know, we would meet like twice a week. And think about it, if we're meeting twice a week mm -hmm. and you have access to your habits seven days a week, who gonna win? If you're not committed, who gonna win? Coach ain't can't help you with that, right? Right, right. This is the formula that you have to work out when I'm not around. They mm -hmm. said success is what you do when no one's looking. And that's a prime example of that mm -hmm. right now. If someone were to perpetrate and has had a mirror to see what you were doing when no one else was there or to think, see what you were thinking when no one else can hear, would you still be that girl? Would mm -hmm. you still be that guy? So that's where this came through. People didn't, they wanted me to fix them. I can't do that. That's not my job. Mm -hmm. My job is to aid and assist, right? So mm -hmm. after I... um got done personal training, I was like, well, with all my experiences, what am I going to write about? So I wrote a book, my first book called The Well. And I love that book. It's a great book. Boom, boom. <laughs> got it right there, The Well. Um, it's part workbook, part story of my becoming to that point. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, I was um, a plant-based eater, very strict. And I talked about, which is still very helpful and useful, a lot of the information on there about making meat substitute substitutes when you want to. So it it ended with nutritional health, but it began with emotional health. 
Mm-hmm. And that was from all my own experiences. And then sometime, you know, just promoted the book, got into by a wonderful mentor into herbal supplements. I went from distributing the herbs to actually making the herbal supplements. I'm very grateful for the herbal mentor that I had and was doing herbs for years. And then I heard this nudge, divine nudge from God saying, you gonna, it's going to be time to stop doing that. And I was like, no, it ain't. I ain't trying to hear that because it's scary to change. You know, you essentially made a name for yourself as the herb lady or the, the lady with the detox. Sasha got the detoxes. It was like my my name might as well have been Sasha Detox. So to, to and then you get comfortable, right, mm-hmm. in these titles that you have attached yourself to, or other people have given you. Mm-hmm. And I resisted that for about a year and a half ish. <laughs> And you could only resist so much before you, you are faced with what you are. So in that phase, I knew I'm, I'm always a healer, mm-hmm. but what is healing really is what I was kind of questioned with mm-hmm. understanding that our body is not individual. Our body is a collective universe, a collective ecosystem. I started to, to follow spirit into what our different ecosystems are. And I talk about that in a well a little bit. What we eat, what we think, what we believe, how we feel, how we move, how we pause, how we rest, all that, how we Mm -hmm. see ourselves in accordance to nature. You have to be in alignment with all those things, how you connect with God or however, whatever you call God. I'm not, I don't get, you don't mess with people's religion and your, and the politics (laughs) believe what you want if it's fulfilling to you this is just where my journey um led to the all in one mm-hmm. you know from out of one came many and mm-hmm. it's true we mm-hmm. are all from that source mm-hmm. so at the end of 1920 i became certified as a life coach actually before covid the timing was insane like i i did it in three weeks later everything shut down as far no like a month later Five weeks later, everything shut down. I couldn't imagine getting that experience online. Yes, it happens. But what I got just from the interacting to be a a coach, it's very important to feel people. Mm -hmm. We had all these different scenarios we were in with different people. Some that looked like you, some that didn't. And that experience, because human connection is important, was priceless. And so where I am now is I've always been given a strong sense that's the intuition, intuitiveness, the intuition that God has granted all of us. But it's easier to be in tune with your intuition when your gut, which is where the intuition lies, is clear. So it's about a matter of merging how to help humanity become their best self. And this is not just for destitute and despondent people. People that are at a certain level of success sometimes feel tapped out. <laughs> I'm known as the coach of the crossroads because I happen to meet people at that place of, I did everything I'm supposed to and I still feel like this. Mm -hmm. I did everything right and things are still wrong. Well, there's not a right and wrong in that sense. You did everything you needed to get to where you are to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, I am when it comes to coaching. I meet people and when we work one-on-one, each session and subsequent assignment is tailored to their experience. It's not cookie cutter. That's what books are for. 
But when someone is investing in themselves, I have an oper- uh, a right to formulate whatever um, healing work or healing questions or journey that's directly to them. Mm-hmm. So um, throughout my process in you know, 2020, 2021, it was a challenge for everybody. I don't know one human being, heck, I don't know probably a dog and cat neither that I ain't went through <laughs> healing a certain type of way the past two and a half years. Yeah. And um, one of my closest friends, she was my assistant. She's the one that really gave me the push to, to start and become an entrepreneur, at least just start creating a business. Passed away suddenly uh, the beginning of 2021 and mm-hmm. just it obliterated me. After having the end of 2020, probably my most successful business year as far as monetary, by the I ended December 2020 on top, baby, you couldn't tell me nothing. And then four weeks later, she gone. Mm. So it really put me back in a place of what is this for? What does it all mean? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I had lost friends, not friends, excuse me, old elders in my family, grandparents, mm-hmm. older uncles and such. But to lose someone you was just hanging out with three weeks ago, that you that was your people I'm talking about. She had the passcodes to my business stuff because she was my assistant. Mm-hmm. So many things came from that. I had to allow myself to grieve. I, had, I got an opportunity to explain grief to the little people in my house because they knew her mm-hmm. and they knew her well and to explain it to all of them and explain See, see how they all take it different to allow myself to feel like crap mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not try to coach my way through it just be in that yeah feel it stop trying to be cookie cutter Sasha just feel it and I there was a lot of tears a lot of anger a lot of sadness a lot of frustration a lot of shock every emotion I think one could feel I felt um, for months and months. And I began to journal for myself. I took it back mm-hmm. to the roots of <laughs> Yeah. And in processing all these things that I went through and seeking help, you know, I have coaches for a reason. You, we ain't supposed to go through some stuff alone. And you, you get people to help you on the outside sometimes because, you know, your family's your family. They love you and they got your back. Sometimes you need an, an unbiased person Mm-hmm. A person that doesn't have attachment to whatever it is to help guide you through things. And as I was journaling through that process um, of her and for her and, and, and grieving not only for her, but through the things that I know that she was going through mm-hmm. and allow myself to hold that space for her, even though she's no longer in her body. And because I'm a firm believer that we are all one. So the work done and the work not done will affect generations ahead and generations behind. So I take being present now very serious because if I don't do the cleanup, I'm leaving it to my seed and my grandkids and other people to do. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not divine. So I started to journal for myself. Tears, girl, some of these pages was just soggy soggy wet. Mm. Then I heard four words that kind of change everything. Do this for men. I said, do it for men. What? I was like, I didn't hear that. Knowing good and well what I heard. I said, mm-mm. 
just went on with my tears, my tears. And then it was on me for hours and days and weeks. So I, I started to ask guys, hey, if a journal existed for men, would you do it? Some of my immediate people was like, nah, nope, nope. Okay. <laughs> but I knew that I got an intuitive hit. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to one of my mentors and he said, create a survey. Inbox men, just ask them, hey, can we, can I share the survey with you? Cool. I surveyed 103 men and 87 of them were like, I would do the journal. Mm. I said, 87 out of 103, that's a good, that's a good chunk. That's a mm. good chunk. You need to do something with this girl. I said, mm-hmm. okay, God be with me, help me out. So months and months of um, preparing and composing and filming little videos for it and just meeting up and waiting and collecting sponsorship and still all in the works. Journal launched, pre-orders launched last week. And I'm so excited for it. Share all of this to say, and that's my focus is to help the collective heal and particularly men of color because they don't get a pass like we do. Men don't get a pass like we do to cry, to be the pout, to, to wake up with bags under their eyes to to be in their moods mm-hmm. you know our society says men don't get that because they don't get periods they don't get all that mm-hmm. stuff so you gotta man up mm-hmm. well manning up is killing men just like independent woman is killing women mm-hmm. so i reckon that i got the hit to do this to help the man who maybe is resistant to therapy or is resistant to coaching or doesn't know how to begin or doesn't have the funds or the means or a job that covers that type of thing. Something, a book, so personal. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of men don't like sharing their stuff neither. Mm -hmm. But if you're writing it down, it's just you. Mm -hmm. Speaking your language. Yet, it is bringing in tools that have worked from the beginning of time. As a man thinketh, so he shall become. Mm Renew your mind. Renewing your mind helps heal your heart. A healed heart helps renewing your mind. So even though it's speaking the language of men and men of color, it is really a mindset tool that speaks directly, I hope, to the heart of men, and particularly men of color. So that's where I am. So healing and the journey is continual. Things will come up, mm-hmm. but it is your task to use what comes up so you can move through and help others move through healing and having whatever knowledge not to say oh i'm going to go through life unscathed and this is going to happen no things are going to happen that don't feel good but how long you sit and how it can work for you or is determined by your view of the experience if you stay in victim mode that you're being punished why me? And just be like, okay, God, universe, whatever you say, you're trying to get my attention. You got it. Now let's create some magic. So everybody could see how it looks when we roll together. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage everyone to use um, their drama to create the destiny that they want. Because you can have whatever you want, despite what comes up. You can. You can. Wow. I mean, 
there was so much richness <sighs> in everything that you just shared. Okay. I was jotting some stuff down. I'm definitely going to re-listen to this for myself. So many different way ways we can go here. But I, I want to ask this because <clears throat> often you'll hear the phrase about somebody being a free spirit, somebody that's open and willing to yield to the spirit and flowing and all that. Um, and when I'm listening to you, you have such an assurance, such a confidence mm -hmm. in who you are and how you're being led and being able to listen to that intuitive voice. And that's key to well, to being in a well place, right? So my question is, how did you get there? I mean, I know that's kind of a loaded question and a lot of that is just, you know, what you've experienced, but for anybody that's trying to glean that as they're listening to you, <laughs> it's like, how can they move into getting there? Mm -hmm. Be still. See what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Weeping. I salute you. Be still. Yeah. What happens when you're still? Stuff come up. Mm -hmm. Stuff come up that's needed. Stuff come up that makes you feel like crap. But under the crap is the crown. When I'm digging for diamonds, it's not on the surface. Mm -hmm. Diamonds be in that stuff deep. When I'm digging, to pull the roots out of my lawn so I could plant new stuff, them roots, sometimes pulling them out, you pull so hard, you jack your hands up. But then you realize you pull out, you're like, wow, I didn't know this root was that deep. Mm -hmm. But you would never have gotten there if you didn't take the time to just do this. Mm -hmm. I can't meditate, dude, just sit. And it's not even about initially clearing your mind let whatever come, you're going, you're yep, that's okay, just sit. Because in the midst of that stillness, you're going to hear or feel something you like. That's it. I know that voice. Even if you don't know the voice, you know that voice because it is different than the other voice that you used to hearing all the time. Mm -hmm. That assuring still voice that you like, okay, I don't know what the heck this means, but I'm going to do something with it. Mm -hmm. That's what I did despite the doctor diagnosis, despite the people say, Sasha, how are you gonna write a journal for men, you a woman? Despite even what I said about me, I've given too much people credit. What I said about me, girl, how are you gonna write that journal? You know, how, how are you gonna fix yourself? Because growing up, you just think something wrong with you, you go to somebody else to fix it, mm -hmm. right? Not understanding that God's sources equipped us. We are well equipped. Mm -hmm. How do we know that? Gotta get still. Gotta get still. Gotta get still. The bravest thing you can do is get still. Oh, I love that. The bravest no, thing you can do. Mm -hmm. No TV, no phone, no nothing, mm -hmm. no light. Sometimes it's good to have paper and pencil, but sometimes you don't need, there's nothing, nothing. I encourage everyone, you, if you do have your phone, put it on, don't disturb, set a timer though. Mm -hmm. Start off 10 minutes. 
let all the thoughts come up because they're going to come. Even with practice, their mugs still come. I sit in silence every day, at least 30 minutes. And look at my face, they still come. <laughs> I'm just saying, mm, mm, mm. I see you. Mm. And you learn. And then you'll start to feel your body relax. Because, you know, we always keep tension in our shoulders, even in the beginning of a meditation or a prayer. Oh, God, please be still and know that I am. And if I am, then you are. <laughs> look, God, look, you. I am made perfect. I am all that you are. So I am you on earth. Talk to me. I need some help. Don't get all formal with stuff. Pray to ask, meditate to receive. That's the formula. Spend some time praying, but spend more time listening because the answer is already there. So when you're in prayer, you're not asking for some far-fetched thing. It is already there. You just have to get still to let the dust settle. Then like, oh, there you go. <laughs> there along, my bad. <laughs> but we kicking up the dust. So we can't see what's under the dust. So mm. stillness, you want to get there? Ain't no magic formula, y'all. Well, you need to sit like this and have your hand like this and make sure you <laughs> sit still. State your intention and sit still. Hmm. Most high God, God, whatever you call. Mm -hmm. I need to hear a word that is going to give me hope. I need to know that I'm here on purpose. Mm -hmm. God, I'm sitting still. Cause I don't even want to be angry anymore. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. My purpose is I'm here to ask for divine guidance in being who I was brought here to be. And if I'm in filling the blank right now, I know it's for my purpose. So please show me the purpose and help me navigate it and sit and know that it's done and just sit. God, I'm just here cause I need to shut up. My mind is doing too much. It's not formal. Yeah. Just be. God is calling us to be. <laughs> we too busy doing. Just freaking be. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, stillness is magic. I need to get a shirt made that says stillness is dope. Stillness is bravery. Because mm -hmm. it is. It it's is. Scary. It's scary to be quiet. That's why everything is rushed now. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to go to school for four years when I can get a micro degree in three months? Why do I have to go out and be brave and go out and actually meet people in person? No, I'm going to date on the app. Why do I have to be patient and grow my hair? I'm just going to throw on these fly wigs. <laughs> and I'm just saying that in, in all scopes of things. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I have to wait till summer to get tan? Oh, I'll go to tanning salon. I'll be sun-kissed year round. Everybody wants everything now. Here's the funny thing. You don't have to wait long if you get still in trust. Have a clear intention. Believe in that intention and that it can already, that it's already passed and then freaking cook. <laughs> when we have a, a bowl, and we have Betty Crocker and we finna make a cake. Mm -hmm. We can taste that cake before it's even done. 
And dare we not open that oven because we know it can cave in and the process will take long. The same patience we have in baking cakes is the same patience we need to have in life. It is already done. So good. Mm-hmm. But we need to not interrupt it because the more we interrupt, the longer it takes. And I done threw away plenty of cake batter opening up too early. Don't good and well thinks that 35 minutes. I'm like, well, it's 28 minutes. Let me wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotta start over. Cause now it's mush. Trust the void. Trust the nothing. Everything happens in the nothing. Everything happens in the nothing. Mm-hmm. Do we stare at our scalp to see if it's growing? That thing happened. Our hair grows. We yeah. don't, I've never seen a hair follicle in all my 45 years pop up. <laughs> I don't have the attention to, but it does. It pops up. Uh-huh. I didn't, well, I do remember when I got my first gray hair, but yeah. I didn't see it pop up. I thought about that when you said that. I'm like, I'm right here. Oh, my God. They're all over. I see those ones. Oh, yes. Girl, eyebrows and all. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but it happens. Mm-hmm. Growth happens. Change happens. We don't have to stare. It. Just... Yeah. The reason why we can't sit still, though, my dear. Because mm-hmm. we don't know what we're sitting for. We haven't taken the time to own our vision Hmm. let that land we haven't taken time to own our vision we don't even have the patience for ourselves. we say we want something but we don't know what we want because if you do know what you want you wouldn't mind sitting five minutes and just envisioning that thing oh my goodness my house is so flying out cool on the outside and my neighbors are amazing and look at that garden out there and look how I got this because I just was still and allowed my creativity to flow and I created A, B, and C. And I did not interfere. Look at this and look at, I'm going on a vacation, first class now. And because I wasn't trying, you see what I'm saying? Like take five minutes mm-hmm. to feel it. Cause it's not the, the law of attraction. It's the law of what they call resonance. You gotta feel it. You gotta feel it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna feel the fire. You gotta feel the fire. You gotta feel Feel it. Mm-hmm. You ever see a man and for the women, uh, men listening, see a woman, you like, ooh, I can't wait to get my hands on him or her. That feeling <laughs> is the feeling that you need to have. Five minutes a day, checking your thoughts, being still. Next year, if y'all do that, it'll be a different conversation. Mm-hmm. All of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trusting the vision, even when ish hits the fan. And that's tough. Trust, and here's another thing that's a Jedi mind trick. Trusting the vision when it happens fast because we doubt it and say it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this can't be real. Something wrong with it. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I'm damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Just trust. The biggest flex is trusting the biggest flex sasha i'm gonna need you to when you play this back i'm gonna need you to see that face that you did the side profile and that needs to be on your t-shirt with one of those phrases there he is okay okay? say less i'm gonna look at it too. (laughs) little silhouette of the face it it was perfect okay you can put all kinds of phrases next to it and i will get one (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yes. Let, oh, I can't have you on here for two hours, okay? Because I know no. you got stuff to do. But let me ask you one last thing. Um, I just, I'm wondering for you and your experience, what has the marriage of creativity and wellness been like? I think one of the, the biggest expressions of wellness is creativity. Mm. When I go back to ancient times, like when we think of surgeries, now it's commonplace. But once upon a time, that was a creative endeavor mm. to cut someone open and to try to fix them. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, that was unheard of, you know? Mm. Yeah. Somebody said, I got this nudge is hit or I came out of prayer and this came to me and I'm going to try it. That's a radical idea at, at once, once upon a time. That's true. But it, it's, it's common for us now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a radical idea. Think about it. Now people naturally wearing, not naturally, but they're okay to wear pink and purple and blue hair. We see somebody walking down the street, pink, purple, blue hair is nothing. <laughs> 10 years ago, even 10 years ago, like, like that's your, are you doing that every day? It was cool for wigs, right? Right. You know, 30 years ago, to see people walking around with not big froze in the 90s, in the early 90s, late 80s, oh no, that ended in the 70s. Mm -hmm. When people started coming out with their naturals again in the 90s, like, you need a perm or a pressing comb. What is that? Mm -hmm. So that was radical, even that's how we were born. So the, the, the most amazing mix of creativity and wellness for me is anytime I'm being pushed creativity, I know it's going to break through another realm of wellness. Mm. Through my pain of losing my friend, I created a journal for men of color. Now that, that piece of wellness gets to be specifically for them. Because mm -hmm. creativity is brave. Mm -hmm. So trusting the creative nudge to bring that very thing that maybe in 20, 30 years will be normal. <laughs> Just be willing, be willing to be a vessel. Be, and be willing to, okay, maybe that didn't go too well, but it's okay. You still needed to have it. So wellness for me and creativity go hand in hand. Think about it. Um, COVID hit. And Zoom started with all these amazing deals and all that. But if they had not said, we're going to make teleconferences, and if Zoom did not exist, mm -hmm. the efficiency of it would not, it, it kept the world going. Yeah. But could you imagine five years ago, if the Zoom people was like, you know, we're going to take Skype and we're going to make it like this. People were like, why? There's already Skype. Why would you do that? But could you imagine? Right. Could you imagine life without Zoom? Could you imagine trying to Skype your way through meetings with all that static and all that stuff that Skype used to do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Right. So you have to trust the creative nudge. Now, literally, people talking about merging creativity and wellness. So many doctor's appointments, wellness appointments, coaching appointments is on Zoom now. Mm -hmm. Would not have been if someone didn't take a chance on that nudge. Right. They were prepared for the pandemic. 
because they got out of their own way. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to understand. The things that we're going through now, feeling now is preparing us for something we might not be able to see. And that's okay. That's okay. Just, just trust. You have the vision, sit with it. And the more you will trust it, the more you sit with it. Ask. I don't, and it's okay. Y'all, if you don't know what you want to do, what you're called to do, it's cool to sit and ask. What am I supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> Remember, it's not formal. Damn, all that stuff said, you have to be like this and you have to be. What? I am clueless. What am I supposed to be doing right now? I just sit with it. It might be take a couple of days, but you'll hear. Mm-hmm. Here. Just as you got the answer, the process will, will make its way. Just as you got the answer, the process will make its way. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, well, I'm going to have to try to bring us to an end, but you know I don't want to. I'm sure you can feel that. (laughs) But before we do end, you must tell us, you know, how people can continue to connect with you, find you, tap into what you're offering. Yes, Um, so I'm on Instagram at Sasha Campbell Garbutt. Facebook, same thing, Sasha Campbell Garbutt. TikTok, that was a stretch. What? You get snaps for that. You better be on TikTok. (laughs) Sasha Campbell Garbutt. I am also my journal project and my website, Sasha Campbell Garbutt with a hyphen, Sasha Campbell hyphen Garbutt.com. My Instagram for my journal, what's going on journal on Instagram. Just got a hundred followers. Woohoo! Pre-order started last week, and I'm super excited about this. And you can go to what's going on journal.com to pre-order a copy for yourself or any man you know, love, support, get a copy for him. Yes, that was my question because I'm gonna my husband will probably like that. Yes. They don't know they need it until they get it. Mm-hmm. Because the same a couple of the people that told me no now. Hit me up. So can I pre-order now? Yes, you may. Life happens. <laughs> Remember, yeah. we get the tools that we need before we even have the big picture. So just trust it. Just trust it. There ain't no bad idea. There ain't no bad notion. Mm-hmm. If you need second opinions, go get second opinions. If you need a new group of people to support you, go get a new group of people. Just trust. Mm-hmm. Trust. If you have to pivot and switch platforms, do it. And do you have any events coming up that people I can? Do. Oh my goodness. So like, after a kind of quiet because of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Let me, let me go off the top. Mm, June 3rd, speaking at a retreat in Lake Arrowhead, California. Okay. June 4th, speaking at a luncheon in San Diego County. July 20, the weekend of July 23rd, speaking at a retreat in Orange County. September, speaking in Atlanta, Georgia. This is off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Tentative mm-hmm. October and November in Arizona. So you make sure you follow me on my website and on social media to see all of those. But yeah, it's already April. So yeah, something to be talking about. June's right around the corner. Yeah, right? It's coming up quick. Yes. And of course, there will be... um journal uh launch party for what's going on man we're gonna do in-person fun block party style so stay tuned for that and yeah good stuff good stuff i'm grateful i'm grateful 
Awesome. Well, speaking of gratitude, I'm so grateful that you blessed us <laughs> with all the goodness that you have experienced and gone through and that you were willing to share. So thank you again so much for coming on. Um, I just, I, I, I do love you really. <laughs> I, I never received that. All it takes is one time, girl. I am grateful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, we might have to do this again next year. See who listened to the advice and see where their life has changed. I love it. That might be. And a, a year from now, we'll do it in person. I'm with that. <laughs> Something that about the human connection that close to close, you can't nothing nothing trumps it so i'm looking forward to that okay sweet all right well as we wrap up y'all i just want to remind you that once again you were listening to for the artists a podcast brought to you by creative m projects which is a 501c3 tax exempt organization helping artists to develop from the inside out we had an amazing special wcw edition feature on today we've been uh speaking with sasha campbell garbett and you must follow and connect with her because man gems on gems so until next week y'all you already know what it is i want you to keep creating from the inside out much love when was the last time you did something good i mean something really good with your money. <laughs> I want to invite you to do some good by making a tax deductible donation to Creative M Projects. We are helping artists to develop from the inside out and we could use your support and your donation. So you know what to do. Go to the website www.creativeandprojects.org and make a donation in any amount today. Keep creating y'all.